Optimum is here. From fast to 100% fiber fast. Get award-winning internet, mobile, and TV. Call 866-9-OPTIMUM or visit Optimum.com. Saturday morning quarterback part of Optimum. Game day live presented by United Supermarkets. It is a, it's a dark one today. Andres, I don't, I don't see Garrett left here with you alongside Andres Flores, but I don't see any stars. It looks like it might be kind of cloudy. And uh, I, thought, I thought usually the lights were already on, but maybe not. Maybe yeah, like I'm thinking something different. Sort of a dent, or at least the scoreboard is on. Yeah. Like with a red glow. <laughs> Today we have nothing, but a very exciting day of Optimum Game Day live here at the southwest corner of Jones Stadium. Uh, I believe we're here with you until 8 o'clock today, uh, followed by Chuck and Jamie from 8 to 9, uh, Thefford and Ashby from 9 to noon, and then Aaron and Clint will be with you from 12 until 1. But I think at some point here right behind us, <laughs> a life-size statue of Raider Red will be unveiled. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Sorry gonna, it's not you. Well, you know, they, they called and asked, and I, I didn't give over the rights. Oh. So, uh, and actually, that's not what happened. After uh, I was found guilty by a jury of six this week Oh man! for speeding, uh, they, they revoked my statue, and they melted it down quickly and redid it in the form of Raider Red. So, you know, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, that's me under the mask, though. You know, that's actually, it's Raider Red, but it's actually me underneath all of Raider Red's costume. People didn't know that, but now you know that extra fact. But I think that's coming up here at 9 this morning, I believe. So not just your average Optimum Game Day Live today, and certainly not your average Optimum Game Day Live as West Virginia comes in. Former offensive coordinator Neil Brown brings in former Raider quarterback Graham Harrell as his offensive coordinator. Uh, going to be a, an interesting day uh, to have those guys come back home, so to speak. At least Harold certainly would claim that, I think, more than Neil Brown would. But more importantly, Texas Tech is 3-3 three and three and 1-2 uh, and two in conference, exactly the same as West Virginia. One of these teams really needs to get a win headed towards bowl eligibility. Yeah, big-time win for, for either team to come in and get it and maybe kind of keep pace, I guess, if, if it's possible uh, to possibly play for a Big 12 championship but with two losses in conference already. Might be a little difficult. Could still get some help down the road. But we'll have to wait and see. It starts today. An immense amount of, uh, I don't know, uh, parity, I guess you could say, in this conference right now. Even the uh, teams atop the, the conference undefeated, uh, very close to losing to a number of people already, including uh, Texas Tech and Kansas State's case. If Tech could have uh, made a fourth quarter field goal, a lot of things would have looked a lot different in that football game. So we'll see. Big game today, 2 p.m., the kickoff from Jones Stadium. We've got you covered all the way up until that time here on Optimum Game Day Live on Double T 97.3. And then when it's all said and done tonight, don't forget, come hang out at the best place in town for post-game party time. It is over at the Overton Hotel and Conference Center for the Double T 97.3 Coors Light post-game show. Uh, we've had a lot of fun this year, Andres, over there because uh, we celebrate our victories every time we've had a Coors Light post-game show at the Overton. I see no reason to change that uh, momentum this year. It would be very nice to keep that going. But we're here to talk about high school football, and that is what uh, has gotten very, very heated up now at this point with two weeks left in the season before the playoffs. Last night was some crucial matchups across the area, and none bigger than the one that was right down the road, right here on Double T 97.3 out in Wolford between Friendship and Permian. The Tigers come in on a six-game winning streak after their opening week loss to the Coronado Mustangs. Uh, facing a Permian team who had just been beaten by their arch-rival Midland Legacy. And it was a game that Friendship controlled for all of the night except for the end. And unfortunately, a missed extra point by the Tigers uh, is the icing on the uh, really bitter cake of a three-touchdown lead lost. And they end up falling by one point to Permian, 42-41. Both teams now sit at 2-1. and 
as does Midland Legacy at San Angelo Central. Legacy beating Central last night, 56-29. So a four-way tie for the four playoff spots there in District 26A. But another night where the Friendship offense was on fire until the final two drives where they get shut down on fourth down attempts uh, on back-to-back drives to finish the ball game. Uh, just a tough pill to swallow for Coach Northcutt uh, and certainly his quarterback, Hudson Hutchison. Yeah, no, that's, that's tough to swallow there for the Friendship and, you know, it was pulling for them. We talked about it last week of it being one of the biggest games in, in the Jay Northcutt era uh, or even since they've been up in the 6A classification. We, we mentioned that plenty last week and uh, a chance for them to go ahead and win it, go undefeated in the district. But it was right there, but just could not quite get it done. Hopefully this will, um, you know, maybe, I don't want to say spark a fire, but hopefully carry them to finish the season knowing that they can compete with the likes of Permian and and be atop of this district and hopefully it's not a, a downfall where they you know drop a couple here late towards the end and you know possibly barely make the playoffs or whatnot but hopefully they can finish strong and and maybe experience in a loss even though it is it's bad it's it's horrible but hopefully it'll help down the line one of the weirdest comebacks too that uh, i think you'll ever see as permian just decides to rely on the ground game to come back from a three touchdown deficit uh, they end up rushing for 328 yards 188 of that from the uh Mini man Justice Lara, a tiny little running back who just uh, followed the lead of his blockers to to come all the way back there in the second half. He scores three of the touchdowns in the second half for Permian, a, a heartbreaker there for the for the Tigers. But as it is, they still stand in a tie for first place. They'll still have a shot at San Angelo Central, who is part of that tie as well, and we'll see how that pans out. Midland did beat Odessa 41-31, so they're now one and two. Odessa sits at the bottom of the standings at 0-3 there in 2-6A, uh, but still a lot to play for for the Tigers. And 2-5A Division One last night, uh, Monterey up against the wall, their last hopes at a playoff spot. They had to win out from an 0-7 record uh, to get into the playoffs, and as they've done with uh, pretty much everybody in district with the exception of uh, Abilene High, they battle throughout the night. The score maybe not quite indicative of how it ended, but Cooper comes into Lowry Field and wins. Uh, 31 to 14 over the Plainsmen. So Cooper now seven and one, four and zero. Oh, they only have that one loss to Friendship back in week two. So they have now won six straight games after starting one and one. Monterey remains 0 and eight on the year and 0 and four in, count- in, in district play. They will not be able to make the playoffs this year. It is a pride schedule left, uh, but a pride schedule that includes a matchup with rival Coronado next week. A little bit more excitement than typically. Uh, Coronado falls on the road at Abilene last night, 35 to 14, a game that was at one point 28 to nothing. Uh, Coronado just not able offensively to get any kind of momentum in the first half, and Abilene holds on to win that one. So the Eagles are three and two. Coronado now one and three in district, two and six overall. And for all intents and purposes, because of who they've lost to at this point, the Mustangs are also essentially out of the playoffs. And an outside chance that some weird things could lead to a tie here. Uh, but they are really very much on the outside looking in. Meanwhile, Thursday night, number eight in the state, Tascosa, holds on in overtime to knock off Caprock, 34-28. to uh, Just so many close games in this district throughout the year. So Caprock now 2-3, and three. <laughs> Tascosa 4-0, and, oh, and Amarillo 1-3. and three. They were open last night. But uh, four spots available. Tascosa and Cooper have secured spots. They are absolutely in the playoffs no matter what happens from here on out. They play next week for what appears to be in all likelihood, the district title. Abilene High is at sit three and two, and Caprock is at two and three. Those four teams look very safe uh, when it comes to playoff spots based on who they've already beaten. But uh, man, a, a disappointing year for the Lubbock ISD schools there in two five a. 
we, we know your opinion on the Amarillo chapter, and it seems like there's always <laughs> something going on with them. Maybe Caprock in the mix there, but uh, they do fall once again. They're late in a ball game on Thursday. Monterey Coronado, uh, that should be fun just for here in the city next week. And it, it's disappointing that neither one of these teams are really a clear-cut uh, playoff contender because, you know, going back to, you know, the early, you know, 2010s that you're used to seeing Monterey and Coronado both competing not only for district titles but for, for playoff contention. And, and this year it may be a little bit different, so that's that's tough. Yeah, a tough, a tough year all the way around. You look at so many ball games in both schools' cases where one one drop of the ball at any point goes a different way. Uh, for instance, last night Monterey in a two-point game, 10-8, to eight, a fumble, uh Pretty clearly recovered by Monterey, but the officials award the ball to Monterey and then get together and change their mind. Uh, it just feels like these sorts of things have happened to the Plainsmen all year. And then Coronado, a, a crazy tip ball away from a win uh, earlier this year against Cooper. There's so many different situations across the way that uh, could have changed their trajectory as well. But as it stands, pretty much a, a rivalry game for pride next week there at Lowry Field. 3-5-A Division Two. Abilene Cooper all over Plainview last night, 45 to nothing. Abilene Wiley all over Lubbock High, 43 to nothing. Uh, Paladero at least scores against Wichita Falls Rider, but the final's 41-21. Blowout Central in 3-5-A last night. Abilene Wiley now at 3-0. Cooper and Ryder at 2-1. And, and then uh, Plainview and Paladero both at 1-2. Lubbock High bringing up the rear at 0-3. So Plainview and Paladero still battling it out for that final playoff spot. 2-4-A Division One last night. A tough, tough road trip for the Escada Matadors. He knew it would be a challenge, and certainly it proved to be as they fall to the Brownwood Lions 52-14. to That game was uh, real close, or closer at least, to going into the fourth quarter, but Brownwood runs away from the mats there late in the game. So Escada now 1-1 one one on district play, 4-4 four four overall. Brownwood 7-1 and one and 3-0. and oh. Big Spring beat Lakeview last night 21-7, to seven. so Big Spring's 1-1. One one. Lakeview's 0-3, and, and then Andrews is... Uh, excuse me, one and one in that district. Uh, I think I have a mistake on my spreadsheet here after Estacado beat them last week. So a three-way tie for the final three spots there in District 2-4A uh, in the playoffs. And Coach Blaylock, uh, uh, a lesson learned, I guess, there in that one. Just uh, you play a tough team, you got to be ready to go. And, and that could serve them well coming later into the playoffs. Yeah, and it may start next week when they play Big Spring. So they'll kind of get, 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 get going to, for that tiebreaker for one of those last playoff spots coming up next week. We knew Brownwood was going to be good. Kind of weird to see them in this district, but that's just the way realignment happened. And right now they seem like they're the clear-cut favorite to win this district. And as you head out west in 1-4A, there are some decent teams out there. So you would like to get a two-seed as yeah. opposed to a three or a four and have a better shot at a, at a more favorable matchup in the bi-district round. 3-4A had some good ball games in it last night, Division One. Uh, Randall wins the rivalry game. Did you know that they play for a GOAT? Yeah, I've seen it. I don't know if if I know the name of the actual trophy, if they even have a name for the uh, for the trophy. But yes, I have seen that it was a a goat. I didn't know anything about it until last night. Uh, but uh, Randall wins the goat, thirty one to fourteen over state ranked Canyon. Canyon came into that game number eight in the state, according to Dave Campbell's. But Randall, uh, I guess technically, therefore gets the upset win. They are now three and zero in district. Canyon falls to one and one. Meanwhile, Dumas beats Pampa twenty one to seven. The Demons now 1-1, one one. Pampa falls to 1-2, and two. and then winless Hereford at 0-8 and 0-2 was the uh, open team last night in District 3-4A, so Randall taking a, a very secure uh, handle on that district after that big win over rival Canyon High last night. 2-4A Division 2 last night, Leveland, Lyle Leong and company get a big win over Borger 28-21. I'm sure, I'm sure Lyle will be in the house tonight with so. uh, his, former, uh, his former quarterback and 
Honestly, didn't he get one season, maybe two seasons with Neil Brown? Lyle Leon? Maybe I'm, maybe I'm putting that a little bit too far. No, I want to say he had at least a year of Tuberville, 2010 maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know who he's rooting for either way today. It doesn't matter if he's in this guy's Well, and Leveland in good shape now. One and two in district. They do have an inside track to a playoff spot after that win over Borger last night. Great game between West Plains and Perryton. West Plains, after that brutal start in their first three games as a school uh, in football history for them, uh, now two and one in district. They beat Perryton 45 to 42 last night. Uh, Seminole at two and zero is open in that district. They are clearly ahead as they're the only undefeated team left in two four A Division two. But they will finish the last two weeks with ball games after that open date last night uh, in three four A Division two. Our crazy district where Graham and Wichita Falls Hershey double forfeit last week after all sorts of craziness and fights and forfeitures because of ineligible players. Uh, you know, the irony, and you said this, I think, last week, but the craziest part of the story is the players that were ineligibly playing for Hershey transferred from Graham. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff as that story developed more over the last week. But uh, it worked for Snyder last week as they faced the suspended Graham people and beat them, but it didn't work against Hershey. They apparently still had enough guys. Hershey beats them 56-14. to Graham beats Sweetwater 39 to 8 last night. So Snyder and Graham both at 1 and 2, Hershey at 1 and 1, Sweetwater at 0 and 2, and Midland Greenwood open to that district at 2 and 0. All right, that's the 6A through the 4A scores. We'll dive into 3A all the way down to 6 man when we come back here on the Saturday morning quarterback on Double T 973. New coach, new season, same tailgate. Optimum Game Day Live on Double T 973. Back here on Optimum Game Day Live on Double T 973. Uh uh, fairly chilly, windy morning this morning, Andre. Supposed to be a high of 85 today. I'm not down with that. But uh, hopefully the heat is on the Mountaineers today as they come into Lubbock. Texas Tech, West Virginia, 2 p.m. kickoff today. Uh, Optimum Game Day Live takes you right up to kickoff here on Double T 97.3. We've gotten you through the 4A scores. Let's dive into the 3A scores last night where Brownfield and District 1-3A Division 1 knocks off Kermit 34 to nothing. sort of returning to form in the last two weeks after that loss at Denver City. Two weeks ago, Kermit now one and one in district. Brownfield at two and one. La Mesa with a big 24-point win over Slayton, 56 to 32. That is likely a playoff-securing win for them, as it buries the Tigers at the bottom of the standings. Two and zero. Denver City was uh, open last night, but Andres, you're on the call that one, and just uh, a night where it doesn't look like Slayton ever got the momentum headed in the direction it wanted. Let me first by saying this: great facilities at La Mesa. I was impressed. I had never been there, so that was that was fun to see. But for the Tigers, I mean, they put up the most offensive numbers they've had all season long. Obviously, the 32 points there—they hadn't done that all season long. And he thought coming in, you could possibly steal one on the road versus La Mesa, but too much La Mesa, too much of that triple option, and just tough for them to stop uh, the option play last night. Even though the Tigers are getting a little bit more healthier, getting some more guys back, uh, especially on the offensive side. Uh, just not there quite yet. Big one next week back at home for senior night versus Kermit. And you never know. You win that one, you might find yourself in a tie for that for that fourth slot, fourth slot in District 1-3 Division 1. But uh, last night it was just all La Mesa on the ground. Well, that's what we need right there is a tiebreaker that we have to dig into district, the tiebreaker rules that we don't know. There's always this fun in the last two <laughs> weeks of the year. But uh, yeah, that's the only option Slayton's got. They've got to win against Kermit. they got to win big as they fell by 24 uh, so if there's any point tiebreaker there, they are definitely in the negative uh, after that loss to La Mesa last night. In 2-3A Division One, it was the game of the week, and it was a, I will say, shocking 
result. I did not expect it to turn out the way it did, but Shallow Water at one point last night held a 35-7 to lead on Bushland, who had risen to number two in the state in the Dave Campbell's uh, 3A Division One Texas football rankings. But Shallow Water on the road at Bushland doesn't play at all. They just pound Bushland from the start. They dominate the game. They hold on for a 15-point victory, 43-28. to They are now 2-0 in district. Bushland falls to 2-1. Uh, but but a huge huge win for the Mustangs against a Bushland team that had not been really challenged at all to this point in the season. No, so I mean I, I wasn't there, so not quite sure what exactly went wrong. But it looks like based on the score that Shallow Water came ready to play. And congrats to them. That was a big time win to really set them up nicely here in the district race. I'm surprised Christian Jones is not uh, on the chat line yet this morning. He was all over you last week <laughs> about Shallow Water and and what was your quote that you didn't you'd be surprised. Yes. And you were surprised. Yes, yes. And, I, I mean, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, this show is a, is a reverse jinx no matter what we say. We, we doubted Shallow Water. They end up winning big. We give people props. They end up losing and getting upset the next week. I, we just we just need to say the scores and keep our mouth shut, I think. But, uh, Shallow Water, you're welcome. You're welcome <laughs> for doubting you. It led to some very successful results, uh, but a huge win for the Mustangs as they now have a firm grasp on control of that district and the number one seed headed into the playoffs. Muleshoe beat River Road 14-6 to in a very close battle, uh, a game that I didn't expect River Road to be competitive in, but Muleshoe barely escapes that one. Uh, they go to 1-1 on the year. River Road drops to 0-3. Dalhart is 0, or excuse me, 1-1 as well. Uh, they were open last night. 3-3A Division Two here, another good district to always keep an eye on. Canadian ranked number four in the state 56 of 13 winners over friona that drops friona to two and one i think friona was coming off a couple of wins as they fall to canadian and canadian three and oh now childress defeats spearman childress is two and one in district and then tulia uh, a big 56 to 15 win over dimmit dimmit still winless on the season did i say 41 7 i think i did but 41 yeah, 7 yeah. childress over spearman and then tulia 56 to 15 win over to that and i guess it's going to set up a big uh, Canadian showdown here towards the end of the season. Yeah, Canadian just continues to roll as typically they do. It looks, it does look like uh, Friona Spearman Childers Canadian uh, likely to be the leaders there. That district, so you can have to knock off somebody if they want one of those playoff spots. Four three A Division Two Abernathy shuts out Littlefield last night, twenty four to nothing. The Lopes now three and zero in district, uh, firmly in control of that one as they have beaten now Idaloo and Littlefield. Uh, they've got Coahoma left on the schedule. Coahoma is two and one. They beat Stanton last night, forty to twelve. And then uh, Roosevelt beats Idaloo. Excuse me, Idaloo beats Roosevelt. Let's get that right. Thirty-eight to fourteen. Uh, Idaloo now two and one. Roosevelt one and two. Uh, so Roosevelt and Littlefield both at one and two. Will uh, be in a battle for that fourth playoff spot. Uh, Coahoma and Idaloo battling for the second spot uh, at two and one. And then Abernathy atop everything firmly at uh, three and zero. Oh. They continue to roll, Abernathy. I'm, I saw them early on this season. I was very impressed with they were what they were putting on the uh, on the field. One two A Division One. Farwell defeats. Are we? Yeah, we finished the three A right. So yeah. One two A Division One. Farwell defeats Highland Park, fifty four to twelve. In that one, Farwell now seven and one at two and one overall. Stratford shuts out Sanford Fritch, fifty one to zero. Stratford now eight and zero overall, three and zero in district play and a big time win for Panhandle as they shut out West Texas 73 to 0 Panhandle 1 and 2 now 
in district play. But uh, Farwell, Stratford, those, t- those guys are the, the top two here in this district. Panhandle, even though that's a big win, probably still sitting right there in that three spot. Yeah, and West Texas uh, starting off 4-1 and one in non-district, now 4-4 four and four after three straight district losses. 2-2A Division One last night. Some surprises. Uh, first surprise being that, uh, once again, I prop Bolton up just to get them shot down. They lose to New Deal 48-17 at home. Uh, tough loss for the Mustangs, but New Deal improves to 3-0. and Olton now 1-2. and Floyd Data in a game that has a lot of playoff implications. Pounds on Tohoka, 42-18. Uh, the whirlwinds bouncing back after the loss they had last week against New Deal. And then Post, who looked like the, the bottom dweller of this district for certain, beats Sundown, 28-21 to last night. Sundown now 1-2, and two, as is Post. So how about this? Uh, New Deal at 3-0, and Florida at 2-1. and one. And then Post, Sundown, Olton, and Tohoka all at 1-2. and two. Still with two weeks to go to battle out for those last two <laughs> spots. I thought there was no way the Bull Gold were going to sniff a playoff spot. But now they're putting themselves in a position to win just one more probably these last two weeks and give themselves a shot. Uh, going to be very interesting. Already heard from our man Ron Sanders this morning on the Yates Flooring Center chat line, the defensive coordinator at Sudan. And uh, I, I, he, didn't, he didn't talk to us last week, but I think they gave up you know, three scores. We hear from him this morning, and I get it why. 42 to nothing. Sudan shuts out Crosby 10 last night. A dominant effort from Sanders' defense there for the Hornets. They improved to 3 and 0 in district and are atop things on 3-2A Division 2. Bovina beats Hale Center 32 to 14. They are now 2 and 1. Hale Center drops to 1 and 2 and then Rawls beats Lockney 42 to 13. So Rawls now at 2 and 1, Lockney at 1 and 2. Early this morning too. Like I don't even think our intro was finished and coach Ron Sanders text came across the chat line. So. A little bit juiced about that performance, you know. He didn't say anything. He just said good morning, yeah, fellas. Yeah. But still, uh, a great night for his club, and they certainly look to be in the driver's seat to win a district title. Uh, keep an eye out next week. Uh, uh, blood feud. Blood feud next week. Uh, mm-hmm. Crosby, 10, and Rawls, that one will uh, take place. But Rawls certainly looking like they're the better squad of the two. But that game will take place in the Battle of Crosby County next week. 4-2A Division Two Smire with the win over Morton, 24-12. New home remains undefeated in district play as they shut out Plains. 50-0, New home 3-0. Seagraves, a one-point win over Ropes, 21-20 last night. Seagraves 3-5 overall, 2-1 in district play. That drops Ropes to 2-1 as well. Yeah, just, uh, again, weird stuff happening in, in the Seagraves uh, district there to win that one. But Ropes and New Home, I was really hoping for an undefeated matchup coming up here uh, in a couple weeks. Instead, uh, Ropes will come in with at least one loss. New Home stays atop those standings at 3-0. and All right, six-man action last night. Claude was a 36-30 winner over Wilderado. And number six in the state, Happy, beat Nazareth 40-6. to That game between two teams that only had one loss coming in. But that in 2-1A Division One was the district opener. So Claude and Happy at 1-0, Wilderado and Nazareth both at 0-1. 3-1A Division One. Uh, Anton was open last night at 0-2, but Crest defeats Lorenzo 45-0. Spring Lake Earth beats Petersburg 61-16. So Spring Lake Earth at 2-0, Petersburg and Crest both at 2-1, and then Anton and Lorenzo at 0-2. 4-1A Division One here in six-man. Knox City defeats Northside. 64 to 8 Knox City now 1 and 0 in district play as they kick off district play and then Valley a 6 point winner over Spur 36 to 30 Valley 4 and 4 overall and of course with that district win 1 and 0 51 a Division 1 O'Donnell they uh, take down Meta 69 to 30 and Whiteface defeats Wellman Union 72 
Some of the district openers there as well. So O'Donnell and Whiteface at 1-0, Meadow and Wellman Union at 0-1. 7-1A Division One. Borden County bounces back from a district opening loss. They beat Sands 47 to nothing. Uh, they are now 1-1 one one in district. Sands 1-2. Number five in the state, Rankin beats Grady 46 to nothing. Rankin undefeated in district at 2-0. Grady at 0-3. And, and the number seven in the state, Garden City, uh, at 2-0. and was open last night. Uh, 8-1A Division One. Ira defeats Roby 48 to nothing. Highland beats Rotan 88-62. And Westbrook beats Hermley 62-14. Westbrook, the number two team in the state in Division One, according to Dave Campbell's uh, staying at 3-0 in that district. Uh, Ira also at 3-0. Those teams will match up at the end of the season in the final week. Hermley at 2-1 there, still hoping for a shot there. Actually, I take that back. Ira Westbrook next week. Hermley, Ira the Battle of Scurry County, the final week. So a lot of implications still left for playoff uh, spots in that district. We'll get you the Division Two six-man scores, the private school scores, and then we ask some questions. Coming up next here on the Saturday Morning Quarterback, you're listening to Optimum Game Day Live, presented by United Supermarkets right here on Double T 97.3. New coach, new season, same tailgate. Optimum Game Day Live on Double T 97.3. And we dive into the six-man Division Two scores here on the Saturday morning quarterback. It was Amherst beating Hart 30-22 to last night. Amherst now at 2-0, and Hart falls to 1-2 in 2-1A Division Two uh, district play. Lasbuddy beats Cotton Center 46-36. Lasbuddy now 1-2, Cotton Center at 0-2. And the number eight in the state, Whit Harrell, according to Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, they are open last night, but they sit at 2-0. So Amherst and Whit Harrell both uh, looking to control those playoff spots undefeated as of right now. Six-man, 4-1-A Division Two. Klondike was supposed to play Dawson, but Dawson uh, not fielding a team at this time. So Klondike gets the district forfeit win, but they go ahead and pick up a game against San Marcos Academy, maybe San Marco Academy. I, I haven't really figured out who these people are, but either way, they beat them. <laughs> Wherever they came from, they they regretted it. They get That's what they say about pointed. you, Garrett. I haven't <laughs> figured out who you are. <laughs> who, is, who is this guy? Who let him in here? Uh, Klondike, 84 to 38 in that one. Uh, you know, who, we had some games like that last year where people picked up opponents late and then got drubbed by them. And you thought, well, maybe you should have just gone ahead and taken an extra open week. Not the case for Coach DeGraff and Reed and the Cougars. They win that one, 84 to 38. So they're now 6 and 3 overall, 3 and 0 in district. Loop defeats Wilson. 49 to nothing. Loop now 2 and 1. Uh, and then Southland uh, was open last night there at 1 and 1. So Klondike and Loop looking like the likely playoff teams out of 4-1A Division 2. Six-man 5-1A Division 2. Aspermont was open. Guthrie defeated Patton Springs 62 to 50. First win for Guthrie in d- district play. Jayton stays undefeated in district play with a 59-50 win over Montley County. In uh, private school action, 11-man football last night. Lubbock Christian beats Dallas First Baptist at home uh, over Lena Stevens Field. Third, uh, excuse me, 57 to 13. They are now three and one in district play. Six and one overall uh, after the loss a couple weeks ago. They have bounced back very quickly. Uh, have the Eagles and coach softly in Division Three District One of Taps action. Trinity Christian beats Arlington Grace Prep. A pretty storied program there. A big win for the Lions, 42 to 33. They are undefeated in district at 3-0 and 6-2 overall. Uh, tap six-man action kicks off last night with Christ the King beating Wichita Christian 46 to nothing. The 
Golden Lions are now 4-2 and two and 1-0 and oh in district play. And then Kingdom Prep is going to open district later this afternoon against Midland Holy Cross. They'll enter that game at 4-3 and three overall. The Warriors looking for a district opening win. I uh, don't know if any of our Warrior fans are, are listening this morning, but uh, not sure the uh, time for that one. But I, I imagine it's probably not directly up against Red Raider football. We'll see, though, that the, the Warriors there against Midland Holy Cross. Uh, Lubbock homeschool Christian, the Titans, they will travel to take on Dell City later today. At least that's the scheduled game. Uh, the Titans are 1-5 and five on the season, and they will play Dell City later on. So that's all the scores from across the area some yet again another week of uh, a number of surprises but uh great time to dive into some questions here andres as we consider uh two weeks left it's almost playoff time and, and we're getting to some very very meaningful games in the final two weeks yeah no 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 doubt about that we, we for sure are let's go all the way back up top we'll start with the uh, the 6a schools and i was really pulling for friendship because i really wanted to to make this question seem a little bit more important if they were to win and stay undefeated but I mean, well, I guess I can still ask it, you know, can Friendship still win a district title? You know, yes, I, I think they can. I, I, I imagine that uh, the likelihood here, uh, well, number one, I, I think that they should win out. I, I do think they're better than everybody that's left on that schedule. Um, it'll be for them, uh, Odessa and, and San Angelo Central in the final two weeks. Central obviously is part of that tie with them, but the Tigers do get that game at home. They're on the road at Odessa at Ratliff Stadium next week. But uh, it probably depends more on, you know, what happens with these remaining teams. Legacy is going to have Midland High and Odessa High, probably the the easiest schedule of the teams that are in that two-way tie. Permian goes on the road to Central next week and then finishes at Midland High. uh, Back-to-back road games to wrap things up for the Panthers. I do wonder if, uh, you know, maybe Central could knock them off. That would give the the Tigers a chance to have an outright district title potentially. Uh, And then Central's got both Permian and Friendship. So they've got the toughest road to hoe. Uh, I'd imagine no matter what here, the Tigers could finish in a tie and can claim a gold ball, but uh, they might not get a one seed. Now, that said, it's Division One, Division Two, based one, on enrollments two. anyway, yeah. so who knows how that pans out. I think of those four schools, they are still the smallest uh, of those four. Maybe they're bigger than San Jose Central now. I'd have to look at enrollment numbers. But, uh, you know, you, you would love to at least get a share. You get to put a... Uh, trophy in the trophy case uh, regardless of whether you shared it or not so yeah i think they got a good shot at it i think they can win out but it just seems like always something fishy happening with san angelo central you know go back to (laughs) the last year too and just always something with this game and i know you know coach davis is no longer there at central but it seemed like it was always something with that davis well in the davis bowl it was it definitely went the way of the bobcats more often than not uh they, they were very very good in that stretch of years uh down there in central so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but the Tigers uh, gonna have to battle some reverse. They haven't lost in in five weeks, so uh, you know six weeks actually. So how, how do you respond? Seven weeks if you count the open weeks. So how do you respond to a loss like that when you have really just dominated your way offensively through? They've had some close wins, but uh, certainly gonna be challenged here. Uh, Odessa's the right team to have to kind of bounce back, I think. But that last weekend Central will will tell us a lot. All right, moving on. Next question: How excited are you for the? Coronado Monterey game next week. Both teams combined one and seven in district play. I'm always excited, <laughs> Andres, especially when those two teams match up. But I, I think what's what's maybe more telling how excited is is Lubbock going to be? And I, I just don't think they will be very excited. This is uh, kind of a low a low year for both. And what's sad is if you've watched these teams play, 
Uh, it hasn't always been pretty football, but they've had very competitive, close, entertaining games, regardless of whether uh, you know it was real pretty or not. And, and unfortunately, uh, in every case almost, both of those teams have come up short in those close games. So I'd expect an exciting game. Uh, you know, there's nothing to lose here. There's no reason to hold back or play it safe. So I would think you'd see some some crazy stuff, maybe some trick plays on the part of both teams uh, as they just kind of open up the playbook with uh, very very little to to worry about moving forward here. But uh, honestly, it, it will probably be one of the uh, lesser attended Monterey Coronado games we've seen over the years. Will it be an upset if Monterey wins? Well, they would both have one district win, so I, I, I don't know. Coronado <laughs> does have two wins on the season, Monterey with none at this point. But, you know, and that's one part of this that I think is meaningful because, you know, I, I don't know. Does it look good on a T-shirt if you're 0-10 and then you come back and make the playoffs and go 8-2 and or something the next year? Yes. Yep. I mean, in one, in one hand, it's almost like losing out makes the turnaround story that much better. But I have to feel like Coach Thrash and his staff – would like to have a win, especially a rivalry win, to build on with your team through the off season and to just just to keep your guys and you know battling and working hard for the next year and motivated. There's a lot of young guys on that team, and the same is true at Coronado. So I think I think the story would be true either way. Uh, but both coaches, uh, I think, would very much value carrying that kind of win into the offseason. Quite honestly, the Mustangs finish at Tascosa. That is not a that is not a fun trip. Uh, whereas Monterey is going to host Amarillo High in two Thursdays from now, and that's a winnable football game too. So arguably, you could see that the Plainsmen uh, they will be meaningless wins in terms of the playoffs. But if you take a two game winning streak into the offseason, uh, you can really talk about, hey guys, we're we're getting there, we're ready, and then you really enter twenty twenty three with a whole new mindset. So I I think it still has some purpose for both squads. I always love this game, love the pep rallies too. You have motorcycles in the gymnasium and it's, it's just, it's crazy. Superman running around. It's Yeah, you know, they literally used to have a pulley system and pull Superman up to the rafters and have him fly around the gym. Liability got in the way of that. I was I was fortunate to see that a couple times before uh, the powers that be said, yeah, we don't need a kid flying around 50 feet above the gym floor. But, uh, man... And not the week to bring it back when you're 0-8 no, either, but no. maybe some future season you sneak that <laughs> in. Right. Like when uh, the masked rider rode with his guns <laughs> up and no hands on the reins. Probably shouldn't say that out loud. Anyway, we'll see. How about another LISD school, Estacado? More likely to be a four seed or a two seed here in 2-4A Division One. I, I don't know what I think about Big Spring. That's the problem. That's who they play next week. They host that game at Lowry Field against the Steers next week. But the Mats... I think can very much win these next two games against Big Spring and then on the road at San Angelo Lakeview. But uh, I, I, sometimes I think Big Springs look like they're a really legitimate squad, but then there's other times that they've they've looked pretty lousy. They win by two scores last night over Lakeview. Uh, they barely beat Snyder by three, but they got just just uh, waxed by Seminole and Brownwood in back-to-back weeks a few weeks ago. So I, I think the Mets come in as the two. I think they're going to beat Big Spring. I think they're going to beat Lakeview. Uh, but they better be ready because I think Big Spring's good enough to come in here and beat them if they, if they don't show up or ready to play. And, and how do you bounce back? I mean, you got beat by 38 points last night at Brownwood. A really, really good team, but but you you got to bounce back from that quickly and get ready to go. Yeah, I agree with you. We'll have to wait and see next week on the result there. 
with the big spring game. I don't think they'll be the four seed, even if they do lose uh, next week. A three seed is, is still definitely possible as well for that one because I do not think they will lose to uh, San Angelo Lakeview to close out the season. I guess I have a couple more. We can talk shallow water as well and continue to move down into 3A and 2A in a little bit. We'll dive into some more questions. Look into those big games that are coming up next week. Everything has meaning pretty much at this point. Uh, no matter where you are in the district standings. We'll look ahead to next week and get one more time with you before Chuck and Jamie take over at 8 here on Optimum Game Day Live. Uh, you can get your thoughts into these questions as well on the Yates Flooring Center chat line as we roll on here on Optimum Game Day Live presented by United Supermarkets on Double T 97.3. New coach, new season, same tailgate. Optimum Game Day Live on Double T 97.3. Quarterback Chuck and Jamie with you next on Optimum Game Day Live, presented by United Supermarkets, as we get ready for Texas Tech and West Virginia, 2 p.m. today at Jones Stadium. The flags are going up over here to our uh, to our east a little bit, uh, right inside the stadium. The sun has uh, come up fully on the east side of Lubbock here, and we are getting ready for some football action. Raider Red statue ready to be unveiled behind us. A little more, a little more activity around us today as people are getting ready for that. Uh, uh, so it should be fun right here at uh, the Frazier Alumni Pavilion. Come and hang out today on Optimum Game Day Live. All right, we've gotten through all the scores. We've gotten to some questions. Uh, and, Andres, it looks like on the eight points in the chat line, some people have some questions of their own. Yeah, yeah, we'll jump to 2-2A Division One, And a question here, which four teams are going to make it in the New Deal District? Man, and that's, that's a crazy one to look at right now as New Deal. I mean, and honestly, that's the right way to phrase it probably. They are the New Deal district because they are a top things at 3-0. Floyd Data now at 2-1 and after their 42-18 win over Tohoka last night. But all four of the rest of these teams, Olton, Post, Sundown, and Tohoka at 1-2, they've all taken turns uh, you know, beating up on each other with Post with the surprising win over Sundown last night. Or Sundown would be two and one up there with Floyd Ada tied for the second spot, but who goes in from those those four teams? I, I honestly would have said Olton, and you know I don't know. Didn't you I, pick I, Olton to win the district? I, I picked you Olton did. to win the district at one point, and I cursed him uh, clearly, <laughs> as they have have now fallen in back to back weeks to Sundown and New Deal. Uh, but Floyd Ada has been surprising. They only beat Sundown by three. Uh, fell the New Deal 42 to seven, but then beat Tahoka last night 42 to 18. Tahoka had pounded on post a week ago, but I, I honestly don't know what to tell you about who ought to win this one. I think Floyd Ada could still fall back in the pack. You could end up with a five-way tie. That would be fun. At two and three, and and I don't even know how you clean up that kind of mess. But uh, <laughs> I think legitimately that could happen if I'm if I'm doing math correctly. If if you saw Floyd Ada lose to Post and Olton, I don't see that happening, but. I think New Deal and Floyd Ada are in, and then I'm going to, man, I'm going to go with, uh, I, don't, I don't think this is the right pick necessarily, but I'm going to go with Olton and Tahoka still getting in, which means Post and Sundown are going to make it because this <laughs> is the way the show has gone this year. Yes. But I uh, know a lot of fun, very meaningful games left in every single case. Uh, New Deal finishes with Sundown and Post, uh, and so that's why, I, you know, I think that's that those games being on their schedule is still tough. Sundown's going to have to beat Tahoka in the final week, but they do get that one at home. Uh, we'll see here how it plays out, but going to be very interesting to see uh, two two A Division One. I. I will throw New Deal Floyd Data. I will go Olton the three, and I'll say Post goes to four seed. The bold goal. Yes. Uh, coming up off the off the mat, they were in the cellar. A big win last night over Sundowns, giving them some life again. 
All right, top out back up to 2-3A Division One. We mentioned earlier shallow water with a 43-28 win last night over second-ranked Bushland. What does this? What will this win mean at the end of the season? Well, they get Dalhart next week. Excuse me, they don't get Dalhart. They get Muleshoe next week at home. I, I think that's a letdown game, potentially. I think the Mules are much better than they've been. They barely escaped River Road last night, but uh, shallow water can't fall asleep against the Mules. I think Muleshoe good enough to... to to really mess things up in that district if shallow water doesn't pay enough attention but uh i think they're going to be a nine and one undefeated district uh, champion in all likelihood there in two three division one uh, they'll finish with river road which should be a, a bloodbath probably that last week of the season uh you know do they get any false confidence i guess is the question shallow water people are going to hate me with all the things i keep <laughs> saying about them but but that's the, that's the one risk i think you, you beat bushland so badly you know who sits out there in front of you there's a brock out there still uh messed up last week got wall and brock backwards walls the team that fell out of that division but brock still sits out there as do some other really strong teams to the east uh shallow water is going to be challenged by better football teams than what they've seen in this district uh, you know, Bushland was number two in the state going to that game last night, according to Dave Campbell's. They won't be. I, I imagine Shallowwater is in the state rankings, top ten this week, uh, but they have to keep sharpening, uh, you know, iron iron on iron against themselves in practice because uh, there, there's a lot of tough competition ahead in the month of November and December. Update from Tohoka saying Tohoka was missing two starting receivers and a starting running back. So, and that and we how many times have we said that this year where it feels like in some of these two A and three A games particularly really odd results that came out of nowhere and you come to find out that there's guys that are missing in some of those games it makes sense uh that that's kind of what happens but it but it yeah small school 11 man football especially if you got guys i mean heck for that matter i think monterey played six yeah. or seven guys both ways all night last night at the 5a level uh when you got guys going like that they can really put a hole in in your team on both sides of the football when they're out a couple more questions real quickly if we can get to them how about this brownfield at two and one in district play can they overtake denver city will they uh can they win the district you know i'm, I'm intrigued about la Mesa yeah a little bit after what they did last night to uh to to slayton uh, you know i don't know i don't know what to think about them but they could give denver city some headaches maybe next week but that's the problem for brownfield is you're relying on somebody else uh, to knock off those guys. Kermit would have to do it in the final week if Lamisa couldn't do it next week. Uh, I don't see that happening probably, but Lamisa could make it interesting. Either way, I don't see Denver City losing twice, so Brownfield would uh, lose the tiebreaker and be the two seed in that district, and that that's meaningful uh, because I think that 2-3A Division One is pretty strong. What you don't want to be is is the three or four seed there where you're facing Bushland or Shallowwater in the by-district round. So, you know, Lamisa, Kermit, uh, and, and, and for that matter, Brownfield, you really have something to play for here down the stretch because if you if you lose some late games in that district and end up in three or four, you're probably getting boat raced in the by-district round. 4-3A Division Two. any chance Abernathy does not win an outright district title? Oh, man. I, you know, yeah, they're going to pound Stanton next week, and that's their next game. They finish at Coahoma. Coahoma's been good. They're 6-2 and two overall, 2-1 two and one in district. They beat Stanton 40-12 to 12 last night. Uh, they fell to Adelieu by 12. They only beat Littlefield by a touchdown. So uh, when I look at that overall, there's no reason that Coahoma should beat them. Uh, so, I, yeah, I think you're going to be 8-2 and two overall, 5-0 uh, and oh in district, and the district champion outright. Uh, but you, you better show up with, yeah. with your helmet strapped on there for Coahoma because that is a team that I'm sure will be motivated to try to battle and win a district title uh, or share of one against you in the final week at home. And finally, just for fun, for Coach Sanders, uh, Sudan, 
They will not. Will Sudan not give up a point the rest of the season <laughs> defensively? <laughs> uh, you know, Bovina's been scoring an average, I think, in district play at least of over thirty points. Uh, I, I got. I would imagine Bovina at least scores. Rawls also has has been putting up, you know, enough points that a shutout, a shutout in either of those games, would be impressive. And so I'll just say it, Coach Sanders. There's no way you're shutting out Bovina or Rawls. Put that on the bulletin board. That'll help you out out there in Hornet country. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that they can shut out those two teams. Uh, Crosbyton just not very strong uh, in any facet, but certainly not offensively. And so that shutout last night, maybe to be expected. But, yeah, if you can, sh- if you can shut out Bovina or Rawls, that's a pretty good accomplishment, and I don't see it happening. Some big games next week. We mentioned Monterey Coronado. That should be a good one. Plenty of history in that uh, that series. Big spring at Estacado. How about Littlefield at uh, Idaloo? I think that could go a long way in that district. Cahoma at Roosevelt as well. And then Friendship at Odessa. We touched on it earlier. Uh, not a must win for the Tigers, but you want to get that win and, and keep pace with those other two-in-one teams. Yeah, and Odessa is, is winless at 0-3, but you can't. You can't let yourself uh, fall asleep after that loss. You can't kind of have a hangover that drags into a second week. And I, I think Hudson uh, Hutchinson going to throw the ball over the place at Ratliff Stadium, and there'll be a, a lot of points scored by the Tigers in that game that uh, should put them at 3-1 and one and give them a shot at least at a district championship when they head uh, into the final week hosting San Angelo Central at home. Nine straight wins for Big Spring in their series. Eight straight wins for Idaloo in their series. Uh, Slayton and Kermit, the Tigers have won three straight in that one. It's it's going to be a, a fun week next week. Monterey Coronado, they first meeting all the way back in 1966, I believe. Monterey with yep. a win in that uh, in that contest. So. Yeah, going to be a fun week even if it doesn't mean much. You're playing for pride or you're playing for a playoff spot. Either way, you get two more chances to play football for most of these schools, and they will take advantage of that. More football coming your way, too, right here in Lubbock. Texas Tech and West Virginia coming up at 2 p.m. Optimum Game Day Live presented by United Supermarkets. Going to carry you all the way to that. Chuck and Jamie following us here, previewing the Red Raiders and Mountaineers on Double T 97.3.